welcome to the Becoming Eva podcast, where we discuss real-life issues from a woman's perspective. Becoming Eva seeks to break the silence within the female community while fostering authenticity, transparency, and healing. We're your hosts, Latoya Moore and Maya Dawson. Let's get started. Saturday! Saturday! We are here, y'all. I don't know about y'all, but this Notable Women series has been like, it's been really blessing me. Like, we've had some heavy hitters this month, Toya. Yes, it's been amazing. <sighs> so, and this week won't be any different. How are you ladies doing? Very well. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good. It's been a long week for yes. me, um, like professionally uh, with, with my job, but I'm glad uh, it's almost time for me to relax. Yes, yes. Very good. Very good. And our special guest, how are you doing, Rita? I cannot complain. I'm it. like you. I'm ready for the weekend. Yeah. So just get some introspective time, kind of relax. Ready for it. Good. It's been a full week, but a good week, I'll say. A really good week. I've been able to make some connections with people and just have some great conversations. So that's always good. I've been able to get some writing in. So, yeah, so busy but good for me. So, uh, without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and introduce our illustrious guest for this week, Ms. Rita McGrothin. Okay, so. First up, and I, I got to read this bio because I don't want to mess it up, y'all. It's amazing. <laughs> All right. So Rita McLaughlin is a graduate of Florida A&M, FAMU, all right, and Georgia Southern University. She has taught, tutored, and mentored hundreds of young ladies since 1995. Y'all, I was like, 1995? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but yes, yeah, since 1995. <laughs> Her passion for education, mentorship, and to help children heal from rejection prompted her to create Just Be Beautiful, Inc., Girls Mentoring Organization in 2007. That's amazing. Now, this organization actually won the Rice Community Award for Organization of the Year. Amazing. Congratulations. I love that. Awesome. And then Rita herself was also nominated and won the 2013-2014 District-Wide Teacher of the Year Award for Atlanta Public Schools. And she was a 2015 Teacher of the Year Top 10 finalist for the state of Georgia. So Rita's doing it, y'all. We're <laughs> excited. We're excited. Uh, now, since the incorporation of Girls uh, Just Be Beautiful, Inc., the Girls Mentoring Organization. Uh, it's a public charity certification for the mentoring organization. She has impacted the lives of countless girls, women, and men with her creative classes, her speaking engagements, and her community service. Rita has written and published, amen, 10 self-esteem workbooks for multi-level youth coaching. And she continues to host classes and toiletry talks. I love that name. <laughs> I love that. Toiletry talk sessions virtually as well as throughout the country. Near her residence of Atlanta, Georgia and in her hometown of Saginaw, Michigan. So, ladies and gentlemen, BE mm -hmm. community, without further ado, the amazing Rita McLaughlin. It sounds like you need to uh, publish some more. Yes, uh, you 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 published ten of them. That's but. amazing. That's amazing. We're so excited to have you. So excited to have you. 
Thank you. Thank you for having me. This opportunity is just, I'm honored. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes. Yes. You've been on the radar for a minute, so I'm glad we can make it happen. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, y'all. So before we learn more about this notable woman, you know, we got to talk what's trending. All right. So first and foremost, little fun fact here, a little light note. Okay. Can anybody tell me what do you think Lady Gaga, George Clooney, Shonda Rhimes, and Jennifer Garner have in common? A movie? <laughs> that could make sense. That could well, make you know, sense. Shonda Rhimes, she writes some really good TV shows. So yes, she does. She listed some actors mm -hmm. and actresses. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Close, but no, not quite. Hmm. All of these fabulous people are members of the White House's official Arts and Humanities Committee. Wow. Yeah. They just recently relaunched the committee, and co-chairing the committee is none other than Lady Gaga. So it'll be interesting to see what, you know, what this committee comes up with and what they present to the White House. But just thought that would be a little fun fact for mm, everyone. Nice so, fun fact. Yes. So on another note, uh, might be a little, little racy, a little risky, but I'm about to ask, and Rita, you, you might be an expert as far as this event. Not, you know, you probably know a lot about this event as an Atlanta native. You don't have to share I'm just a participant in this event, but... <laughs> Uh, I've been in Atlanta a while. Not yes. an Atlanta native, but I've been in okay. Atlanta. Oh, that's right, because you're from Michigan. Mm -hmm. Yes, but yeah. you've been in Atlanta a while. So, <laughs> all that to say, uh, we're in the Atlanta area, and, you know, uh, some may or may not have heard of this event that has taken place for years and years and years. I think it died down maybe in the 2000s, late 2000s, early 2000s, because they tried to bring it back, I believe, in the 2000s. But all that to say... I'm talking about Freaknik. Oh, yes. yes, I'm talking about Freaknik. <laughs> so I came to Atlanta in the late 90s for college, and it was like right on the tail end, thank God, because my mama probably would not have let me come <laughs> to Atlanta. But all that to say, y'all, who was about to make a documentary? I'll be watching. So really? Yes, I, <laughs> I was a part of the Freaknik life. Yeah. Wow. You're going to be like, who, wait a minute. Wait I a know. Minute. Is this your Florida a <laughs> Oh, we used to drive from Florida A&M up to Freaknik all the time. I, but see, I love the perspective because you like, I'm going to be watching it. Now, there are some that are like, uh, who we got to talk to because this documentary does not need to happen. Y'all trying to dig up skeletons. Y'all trying to put my business in the streets. You know, they might be a pastor's wife right now or a pastor. The or CEO might, there you go. In the C-suite somewhere, you know, the, uh, the professor at your school. But all that to say, some professionals in particular are not very happy about this documentary. I've been, I mean, I'm not afraid or ashamed of my mm -hmm. past. I've dropped my past a long time Amen. ago. So, Freak Nick, I want to see it. I want to, wow. I really do. A lot of things happen. A lot of connections were made. A lot of relationships mm -hmm, happened, whether mm -hmm. they were good or bad. So, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I want to see it. Okay. All right. <laughs> what about you, Toya? I'm, I'm curious. Mm -hmm. I heard Ryan talk about it. 
Um, because you know he Girl, was yeah. Then, <laughs> you might get a glimpse of him. You might be like, now wait now. Uh, wait, wait. I know. Wait now. It's a Ryan righteous. Huh? What are you doing out here like <laughs> this? This is before Ryan righteous. This is just Ryan, y'all. Go ahead. Wow. Well, yeah, I, I'm kind of curious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard about it. Oh, mm-hmm. but, a know, lot. I was a participant in it, you know. But yeah, a lot happened. A lot happened. A lot happened. There were some good things that happened out of it too, though. So, like what good? I mean, there were a lot of um, up and coming artists, Atlanta artists, who who used that as a platform to get their I music see out. That. Yeah, so I that was that. Yeah. that was a time when we saw a lot of the Atlanta based people who you probably know now. Yeah. They were there performing at different yeah. um, little pl- shows or clubs or whatever that yeah. were open during that time. So, yeah. And that's why I would assume, because Jermaine Dupree is one of the executive producers for it, I would assume he that's why he's mm-hmm. behind it because it was is, you know, to his rise. So, but I'm not I'm not trying to say Jatoya. <laughs> I, I did attend Freaknik oh, because okay. I want to say it was like near the end, near the tail end. And I was, y'all, I was trying to stay safe for real in college. So we went and we were like doing like a car wash and kind of using it as like a, a, a ministering or witnessing opportunity or whatever. But like I said, thankfully it was near the tail end. So it wasn't crazy at all. It wasn't mm-hmm. a lot of people out there. We were just kind of, you know, just out there trying to washing cars yeah yeah in in, in what kind of clothing we <laughs> have no baby to do time we ain't have no baby to do time i want you to know we ain't have no baby to do time let me start before they cut off stream y'all they're like that, that, that sounds familiar but no we were dressed appropriately and i will say a lot of people were like you know make sure you don't have like any skirts on or dresses mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. because they was ruthless they were ruthless in them streets they were yeah anything mm. would go anything happened yes wow mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we'll see y'all if you if you hear for it put it in the chat let us know and we might have to talk about it again after it airs but We'll see. Be on the lookout, y'all. Be on the lookout. So, but yeah. So that concludes what's trending. But let's let's dive on in and talk about this notable woman. So, Toya, yes. take it away. So, Rita, we want to know about your origin. Where are you from? Tell us about your family. How did you grow up? Oh, okay. Well, um, I I mean, I started off. I grew up in Saginaw, Michigan, and of course, that's Michigan at the time. During the time, I um grew up that was the age of the car um the um was the car factories and car shows too got it the car factories all the um it was just bus and truck everything so i grew up in that age um where all everyone was taught to when you graduate from high school get a job there and retire there so all of my family kind of raised me around that kind of life but um I have three um, uh, siblings, okay. um, one sister, two brothers, and um, two nep- well, a nephew, well, two nephews and one niece. And just my origin, like I said, I grew up in Michigan, Detroit, kind of traveled around. My mom took us around the country to expose us to everything that we needed to see to educate us. And uh, just had fun. I was a kid. We had double dutch. We played double dutch. We played all kinds of the the 
you know, the little games that you would play, um, Red Rover and Green Light, Red Light, yes, all of that. Yes. So that was kind of how I grew up. I grew up on a lot of the music um, that you all hear sampled now today um, with the 80s, the 70s music. Um, my mom was based in music. So that oh, was wow. something that uh, she sang. And wow. we just came from a, a background where music was played in the house from Sunday to Saturday to sun, just so all the time. All the time. Y'all in that Motown area. Yeah, I, Motown. So. Mm -hmm. I yep. love that. So that was my upbringing, kind of where I come from. Um, I moved from there to um, went to school in Florida, and then I moved from Florida to Chicago with my aunts and my uncles okay. and cousins, and that's why I, from that point I moved to Atlanta. So I think I forgot one of your questions, but that's I got okay. caught up in my. Um, could you tell us when you started developing your relationship with God and how it has evolved over the year? Were there any particular moments in your life that? really helped develop that relationship. Mm, yeah. So I didn't have a, I always tell everybody that I got for real saved when I was in my thirties. Okay. So just kind of, I, I was introduced to God in college. I didn't grow up in church. Um, we kind of, we knew about God, but we didn't have a commitment that was not in our, in our family. Gotcha. And so once I went to college and I started kind of seeing like the Bible studies on campus mm -hmm. and people talking about it, I would go and dibble and dabble, but I never made that full commitment. And it wasn't until I um, moved from Chicago. Well, when I got to Chicago, I met some people. We would club on Saturday and then we'd go to church on Sunday. Yeah. I mean, and then. So <laughs> I was that was the, the seed mm -hmm. that was kind of planted then. I was in my late 20s, and then I decided, you know, um, I, I wanted to learn more about the Bible. Mm -hmm. Someone had introduced the Bible to me. Oh, wow. So from that point, that's when my relationship got stronger um, in Chicago. And then I really started understanding what it meant to have a relationship with God. So I was moved to Atlanta and that was it. I give up I gave my life totally to God. Wow. Um, totally when I got to Atlanta and started really saying, what do I really want to do with my life? I started experiencing relationships that were falling apart and I didn't know why and I wanted to know why and I started digging into mm. the history of my life and so that someone talk to me about how to pray to God and ask him to show me and to reveal some things to me about me so I can change. Yeah. And that's kind of how things happen with okay, the man. So I know awesome. you have just be beautiful and mm -hmm. toiletry talks. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit more about just be beautiful and toiletry talks and how um, you discovered that passion in your life? How mm -hmm. did those come about? Wow. So just be beautiful well, the inception of just be beautiful started in chicago actually okay. and i had a student that student um she had health issues mm. and she gravitated to me and so okay. she and i just kind of bonded and she asked her mom because she spent more time with me so i talked to her mother to get permission that's kind of how the mentoring started didn't name Just Be Beautiful yet, but I saw that it was a trend. I saw that everywhere I would go as a teacher or in the community, people, girls would gravitate to me and ask me, could I show them Aww. something? And so when I moved from Chicago to 
Atlanta, that's when I decided to name it Just Be Beautiful because, because <laughs> I got upset with, it was a holy frustration. That's what I call it. It was uh -huh. like this holy frustration uh -huh. where girls were getting plastic surgery or they were um, really just demeaning and downing themselves yeah. for how they looked. And I was like, just be beautiful. Just be who you are. Just be who God created you to be. Accept your face. Accept mm -hmm. your body. And so that's how the name came about. And with that, then it moved to, I created classes. Once I created those classes, one class just it lifted out of the rest. And that was just be, it, I, first, I called it just be clean. Because a <laughs> lot of people, girls would talk about how to keep their bodies clean. Yeah. And so I said, okay, I'm going to turn this into the toiletries talk. And the toiletries talk came about because I would bring toiletries to school mm -hmm. and I would have an after school program in my classroom and I would have girls stay after and I would give them free toiletries and tell them how to talk to them on how to use them. I would talk to them how to teach them how to use the toiletries, talk to them about their periods. Mm -hmm. And then from that point, I came up with the purpose and I said, I want to help girls heal from rejection mm -hmm. so that they can elevate their self-esteem and win against life issues and bullying. They were always bullied about their bodies. They were bullied about their periods. They mm -hmm. were bullied about their image. They were bullied about their puberty because they would have acne and things like that. So that's how Toiletry Talk came about. Wow. That's amazing. I mean, I think about how important that life skill is. Like, as women, I mean, first of all, when you're going through puberty, you're like ashamed. You mm -hmm. don't want to talk about it. You don't want anybody to know about it. Mm -hmm. You trying to figure it out. You're feeling weird. You know, you're just going through all mm -hmm. kinds of stuff. And so to really be invested in helping young women figure out like what's going on with their bodies, but then also how to take care of it. Like mm -hmm. that's amazing because I think so many, you know, young women just don't have those tools because mm -hmm. In their families, it's not talked about. It's I like, was to say, I don't you know, know we yeah. really had a specific conversation growing up when it happened <laughs> for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. It was like, here, go use this. Mm -hmm. And that was, mm -hmm. that was it. And then take some with you, wow. keep them in a little bag, mm -hmm. go to the bathroom and change it out. Now, see, I, will, I can honestly I say mm -hmm. I'm grateful growing up, my mother, the women in my family, when, when, puberty hit and my cycle started we had a tradition called woman's day and mm. so they literally all the women took me out we went shopping so we knew what to get what to how to use it you know all that good stuff it was like a it was like an outing you know we went out to eat just it was like you're like womanhood you know welcome to womanhood and so I was grateful that we had you know something like that in place mm -hmm. but at the same time like how many girls have that? How many girls have even just, you know, the tools to understand what's going on and then how to treat their body? And then, you know, ongoing as you evolve, as you, mm -hmm. you know, just grow into womanhood. Right. Many girls don't have that rites of passage to have what you have. That's powerful. And I think that actually really needs to happen more often than not. I think the what happened with us, I mean, my mom <laughs> did talk to me. Mm -hmm. But I still had that those other little things where I was bullied at school. I didn't have tools to deal with girls telling me or teasing me about that I was skinny like a little mosquito. Mm -hmm. Or I didn't have the tools to 
say wow. I have acne and they call me pizza face. Mm. I didn't have the tools to fight against that. So the shame came. Gotcha. And then when the shame came, I had to shirk and, and, and fall away and mm-hmm. then hate myself or not like myself or want to change myself. So that I think having those experiences, that's what I'm trying to mitigate yeah. with the girls. That's amazing. Wow. Oh, I love that. Yeah, we needed you. I needed you. <laughs> Look, no, seriously. I mean, there are a lot, a lot of women needed something like that growing up. Mm-hmm. So I just, I commend you for like you. just taking, yeah, you know, just taking it and running with it. Like, Thank you. That's and amazing. You know, I have three little girls, so you know, I definitely want to be intentional about having those conversations. Mm-hmm. And, doing something to celebrate it yeah. and really talk about it. I know right now we've been reading these, the the books uh-huh, that kind of uh-huh. helps talk about puberty mm-hmm. and all of those different things like your body parts yeah. and stuff that mm-hmm. you know, I just kind of have to figure out <laughs> on my own but I'm trying to be more intentional like yeah. with them mm-hmm. at least so that, you know, they're aware. And it's amazing yeah. how it's happening now at younger and younger age. It is. Like, the trending age now, and that, that's part of um, kidshealth.org. I kind of use their resources, too, um, because they're in schools, mm-hmm. too. They, the trending age is eight years old. Oh, it's my Lord. Eight years old. Can I you can imagine, imagine a third grader? I could not. Carrying a bag, a purse with their having to go to the restroom Mm-mm. and having to take out Mm-mm. an eight-year-old. Yeah. My Lord. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, yeah, we're in some interesting mm-hmm. times. I feel like a lot of that is, is due just to how, like, the hormones we put in our food. I mean, that's a whole nother story, but I'm just like, I can't imagine, like, eight years old. Mm-hmm. I'm like, can we get to the double digits at yeah. least? Eight. At I think least. I was 15 or 16. Yeah, I was... 12, I believe. Yeah. I was so right 11, 12. Mm-hmm. I was I was 11, 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was definitely late. Late on all, all of it. Girl, that's love. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, I felt clueless when, like, my friends would talk about mm-hmm. it. Kind of like, Wow. And that's, but that's not uncommon what you're, you're speaking of because that's the dynamic of what I deal with daily when I do mm. these workshops. There are girls in there who haven't started yet and they're like 15 or 14 and there are girls who are eight who started and they're like what do I do Mm. what kind of support can I get they don't think in that term so I have to think for them when I say we can provide you with support this is and I give the tools not only to them but Mm. to the to the school to Mm. those who are like the social workers the counselors I give the tools to and even I'll provide a parent pack so that the parent can have these different things and the calendar, the period calendar, mm-hmm. you know, you can have it on your phone now, the app. So I give them all the resources. I've done the work wow. and put all the apps on there that they can use that will be a best fit for the girls. So let's talk real quick about like myths, common myths that you've had to dispel mm-hmm. over the years, <laughs> you know. And I mean, I think about because like even just when you were like the whole what do I do? Like before I started my cycle, I was like. How do you do anything if you're just bleeding straight for multiple days? Like, can I get up? Can I walk around? Can I, like, is it just a steady stream? Like, I mean, I literally had all kinds of stuff in my head. And then, of course, the, you know, don't go swimming or, mm-hmm. you know, I know for me, I was told 
don't wear a tampon until after you start having sex, like Mm -hmm. all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. But can you talk a little bit about some of the myths that you've had to dispel over the years and just enlighten us, educate us? Sure. The 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 top one is that I will I die? Oh wow! Will I die being on my period because I'm bleeding? That's the top one. Like bleeding out, that Mm -hmm. people might think. Oh wow, Wow. interesting. And they don't know the difference. So another thing is they don't Mm. know the difference between that fluid mm-hmm. and your main fluid that keeps you alive mm-hmm. you know the blood mm-hmm. that keeps you alive so mm-hmm. that's one of the top myths that i have to dispel the misconceptions yeah. about the periods um another myth is what we just talked about age mm-hmm. they think that you're gonna come on you, that there's a certain age you come on your period and that, that's one of the videos that i show it shows it's called the um, the wide range of normal. Got it. There's a wide range of normal. There's some people who start their menstrual cycles at eight. Then there's some who start there at 16. There's some girls who have budding breasts at um, 16. Mm-hmm. And then there's some who have large breasts at 10. Yeah. So it is, those are some of the things that I have to talk to the girls about, that there's a wide range of normal. The myths are you will not, you you think you're going to die when you're on your um, period. You're not. The whole tampon, Mm -hmm. that is a, that's a class in itself. It should be. Because they they, they think that tampon, and I do have to tell them about how toxic shock and all of that. They think that one size fits all. Mm -hmm. It doesn't. And they don't, the myths are, we wear it all day long. Mm. No, ma'am. We don't wear um, our mm. feminine products the same one all day long. Mm. Those are some of the myths. The swimming, mm-hmm. we talked about that because there are certain belief systems mm-hmm. behind going swimming or not swimming oh, when wow. you're on your cycle. So yeah, I have to go through a lot of different and wow. with it, this this box has been my my lifesaver because a lot of girls don't like to ask questions. So I leave this box and I let them put in the box their misconception or their question I and i Hold go it in. up i want to mm-hmm. see this and just explain what it, it, it says topic, topic box, box. okay mm-hmm. topic box what they want to talk about or something that's on their heart or they are ashamed to ask the question in front of everyone else mm-hmm. so i tell them put it in the box and i'll out during oh, okay. different segments of the toiletries talks i go in the box pull it out and i read the question and and funny thing not a funny thing but the common thing is someone else said I was thinking the same thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. I love that. I love that. Wow. Well, we've, we've transitioned into notable moments. <laughs> I mean, you kind of talked to us a little bit about how Just Be Beautiful came about. Um, but can you tell us about just your overall journey? Because, like, it sounds like you went from being teacher to mentor to author to speaker to small you know nonprofit organization starter <laughs> entrepreneur like all kinds of things like i mean like like how did that evolution happen like were any of those things like planned or desires that you had or did it just you know how did those how did they come about like i i go back to just in me it was mm-hmm. internal so for me being someone growing up without a father, mm. growing up with limited information, yeah. I just have this innate thing where I don't want people to suffer like I did. Mm. So I just, it wasn't planned. It was just like how I felt. And I said, I got to do something about this. I'm gonna come, if I'm, I can't complain about yeah. it and not do something about it. So yeah. as a teacher, I think I already had in me that compassion level. 
of um, that, that compassion of wanting to fix it, mm. wanting to help someone who was going through something similar to what I was going through. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want these girls to, to feel the pain that I felt as a kid growing up. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So that's where kind of all of this started. I think when I look back, it, it I thought it was my plan, but it was <laughs> ultimately God's plan because yeah. I would have never chosen to start a nonprofit before I started a, a, a for-profit business, mm-hmm. but that's what I did. I started a nonprofit and I did it grassroots. I actually taught myself and asked wow. questions of people and got everything a 501c3 public charity. I mean, it's been, we've been doing this for about 16 years now. Wow. wow. So, mm-hmm. Been doing it. What would you well, 16 years incorporated. I've been doing it since 90, but you know, the late 90s, yeah. but incorporated for about 16 years. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, what would you say has been some of your greatest challenges during that time of, you know, starting the organization, maintaining the organization? Like what would have been some of your greatest challenges? Mm-hmm. Greatest challenges? Funding. Amen. Mm. Really though? Mm-hmm. Funding. Probably you know, like, like to get supplies and mm-hmm. resources to like give out to people. I guess I'm just thinking you know, it's kind of costly to yeah. buy that stuff. Funding. But like with a cause like that, I'm just thinking there should be so many grants and just, you know, organizations or programs available there to are. help with that. But it's called the writing the grants. Got it, got it. It's the time. So got when it. you're one person, yeah. you're either over here running the business yeah. or you're over here trying to get yeah. the funds for the business. Makes sense. It's, it's, Makes sense. it's challenging. All right, y'all BE community. <laughs> we have any grant writers out there? Anybody <laughs> that knows of, you know, ways or funds that are available? Like, this is definitely a worthy cause. Mm-hmm. But, okay, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get what you're saying. That's one of the greatest challenges. I mean, I've had people to write grants on my behalf. Mm. I um, We were awarded a grant from Walmart. It was a, a grant, $750 grant, mm-hmm. to, because we were, par- were partners with a local um, middle school okay. near that Walmart. So they provided us with that. Someone wrote a grant on my behalf to bring in a um, lady who taught our girls how to crochet. Oh, wow. And they crocheted... Um, it was communities and schools, and so they they crocheted like bracelets and hats and scarves, mm-hmm. and we ended up taking those and donating them to the cancer ward, women's cancer ward oh, wow. in South Atlanta. So, wow, mm-hmm. that's, that's amazing. Beautiful. Thank you. I love that. I love that. Oh, uh, and adding to that list, I hear you are planning to start a podcast. I am. Can you share with us a little <laughs> bit about? that journey in the like why you felt led to do that the pandemic Mm. really exposed i grew up i grew up even more during the pandemic because um when the pandemic hit you know of course i'm i do touch points Mm -hmm. total touch points my girls mentoring is face to face it's the energy it's the you know hugs Mm -hmm. and when the pandemic happened all of that was next and i said oh my god what am i gonna do yeah and then during the pandemic, I had people reach out to me and say, hey, let's do it through Zoom. Mm-hmm. That the light bulb came on and yeah. I said, if I can do this through Zoom. Yeah. But Zoom is also limited because it's my time, mm-hmm. that slot of time. So yeah. if I do a podcast, then I can push it out globally. Yeah. And it can be um, streamed or self-paced or mm-hmm. it can be on demand. I love that. Yeah. So that's. My, my, my podcast is, it's going to happen this year. 
I love that. Wow. So, and you shared a little bit about how you had to pivot during the pandemic. So you did a lot of virtual training. I did a lot of virtual. Um, people would reach out to me. So I did most of, most of my, um, uh, toiletries talks. I would have to ship all of this to the place and then, all of the documents, I would email them, dig the digital documents that they had to use, the interactive worksheets. And then we would set up a time and I would do the, the academy. It was like a leadership academy, mm -hmm. one in Ohio. I did one in Chicago. I did some here digitally uh, online. So we made it happen. Wow. We made it happen. That's amazing. And That's amazing. what's the black one? So this one now, so um, this year... And well, the end of last year, this is for the males. Okay. So somewhat they, different people continue to ask me to do things for the men and I mm -hmm. refused oh. because I, I feel like I'm not a man. I'm not a man. <laughs> I can't tell men how to take care of their bodies. It's mm -hmm. a whole different dynamic. Yeah, yeah. Whether people like it or not, there's a whole different yeah. mindset and I do not proclaim to be someone who can teach boys out. Mm -hmm. So what I did was I galvanized my community, okay. the men in my community to come. I provided the I supplies. It. So we get, and it's a totally different Yeah, I was going to say, take us through so we can see what, first of all, when did you, when did you start doing I started for the men? The men, last, the boys now. The men's, the men, excuse me, the male, because uh -huh. it's um, elementary and middle school okay. that we, we work with. So it started in last year, October. Okay. And we did conduct one in December. And we planned to do one this semester, but the um, schedule kind of so got... So recent, like within the last year. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. awesome. It hasn't been a year. So the, the, the males, of course, we give them their mm -hmm. deodorant. Mm -hmm. And then we give them a cone. Mm -hmm. But we also, we have... Because we know the, the fellas uh, need some things as well. So we have, this is a toothbrush, a okay. travel toothbrush. We give them body lotion. We give them body wash. Mm -hmm. We give them some nice roots aromatherapy okay. shampoo. Roots, y'all got to smell this stuff too. The roots conditioner. Oh. All right. Sounds good. Everybody loves a man that smell good now. <laughs> you watching and you are the male persuasion. That's tip number one. Mm -hmm. Women love a man who smells Ooh, good. We do, don't mm -hmm. we? So they get toothpaste, of course, and they get this mysterious thing. And I always like to play the game with them to tell me what this is. Oh, so some of them, they uh, guess it. It's a towel. It's a disposable towel. Oh, wow. So you drop it in water. Oh, wow. And it expands. I was like, it kind of looks like a mint, a big bucket. No. <laughs> Which wouldn't help. Wouldn't hurt either. It know? wouldn't hurt. Mm -hmm. um, so this is a towel. And then they get the, of course, the hand sanitizer wipes in I there. So that. they get very simple things because um, that's what the men told me. My, mm -hmm. my male mentor, they said, Rita. They don't need a whole lot of frills like yeah. they do with the girls. I said, okay. What's in the girls? Yeah, I was going to say, we like frills, so take a <laughs> girl. Mm -hmm. My baby girls get a lot. Frills. Yes. So my girls, of course, they the boys get just a solid color bag, mm -hmm. black. Mm -hmm. The girls get deep. They get pink, yeah, light pink, all pink. kinds of stuff. Um, so the girls get hair products like Ooh, Tresemme. Okay. So they get keratin stuff mm -hmm. for their hair. 
then the girls get like this. This is um, a deodorant white mm. rose, and they come in cucumber and Love lavender it. and Love all of it. that, you know, the frills. And now this is a bamboo white for um, their vaginas. Oh, wow. Am I supposed to say that word? On? That's okay. Oh, Look, we this is, um, this is 18 and old. Yeah. Oh, uh, we in it. We in it. Okay. But break this down. I, I feel like I need to be invited. Tell me about this bamboo. So Cora, I like the Cora Life products because they they produce products that are um, for sensitive bodies. Mm. And they don't irritate the girls' sensitive areas. And this is a bamboo wipe for when you are, even if you're not on your cycle, mm -hmm. you use this to clean your areas, clean your private areas. And it's supposed to be really good. It is. I've used mm -hmm. it. But I tell them that this one right here is one I swear by because I get them. Mm -hmm. um, I order them all the time for the girls to use gotcha. for their sensitive skin. I mean, so I don't check think out, out that brand. Mm -hmm. Core Life. Core Life. Okay, so mm -hmm. is that something you order online or mm -hmm. do you find that at I order it online and they have okay. different products. So Core.life is definitely that. um, something. C-O-R-A Yes. Mm -hmm. And it's um, natural. So bamboo. It's made out of bamboo. This, of course, you know, liners. I give them their liners. Mm -hmm. I give them different types of liners. So we talk about the different types of liners, the mm -hmm. thickness, the thin um, liners. This is a mystery as well. Oh. Oh, I don't know what oh, that is. Kind of, is it um, panties? Yes. Disposable, right. disposable underwear. Love it. And I always tell them my story about how I carry these because I travel a lot. And one day, one time my plane got, I was on my way to Chicago. Mm -hmm. It was grounded in Detroit. And when you know, when you check your bag, you cannot get your bag when you're yep. grounded. Yep. So I had this, I had a toiletries bag on as a carry on and I had underwear. They paid for my hotel I so i had it. disposable underwear i was able to change into is there a particular brand you recommend for disposable underwear there isn't and this okay. brand i i will have to give it to you i'll send it mm -hmm. to you if you want to post yeah, it um because i cannot remember i get them in black and white mm -hmm. and i order them and this is the i stick with the same company mm -hmm. Love it. For this disposable okay. underwear, y'all. You heard it here. All right. And not only for travel, but I, I come from the area and the, the topic of when you're on your cycle. And you may be at school and the teachers may not allow you to go to the restroom and yep. you may be flowing heavy yeah. and you may um, um, soil oh, your underwear. Yeah. So this right here is good to carry. Wow. Then the other, you know, the girls get a lot now. Mm -hmm. So they get the nice healing lotion. Yes, I have that in my bag, y'all. Don't <laughs> sleep on the gold bond. That's okay. right. And, of course, they get roots, too, mm -hmm. the roots, roots body wash. And, and then, this is great for, like, um, when they have to go to the gym and, yep. then, you know, mm -hmm. PE. if you're sweating a lot, yeah. like, you need to freshen up yeah. for class. Absolutely. Yes. So they get a, a nice little comb for their edges. You know, they have mm -hmm. to have that edge um, vibe going on. <laughs> then they get facial tissue. Yes, you know, we have to have yes. our facial tissue to dab. I love it. Then they, of course, get the, sanita the um, mm -hmm. excuse me, hand sanitizer wipes, too. Mm -hmm. Then, you know, they get lots of stuff. They get the mystery. Yes. The towel. They get a vanity kit. All right. Oh, that's cool. So what's in the vanity kit? Yeah. And I always ask them, this is one of my conversation pieces as well, but in the vanity kit, they get a makeup remover wipe, they, a towel 
They get uh, cotton swabs, mm-hmm. and they get an emery board for their fingernails. I love that. Wow. Yep. And we talk about how that important is. that is to carry around, just in case you chip a nail. Yeah. Or... So that, and then, of course, they get their toothpaste yeah. and their toothbrush. I'm, I'm here for the frills, y'all, because, I mean, we're <laughs> a little more complex. I'm just saying, like, even as you were talking, I was like, do you delve into, like, hair and makeup at all or we skincare, do. hair care? Mm-hmm. Like, we, do. we need it all, y'all. We I'm do. just saying, women got a, we just got a lot of stuff to be mm-hmm. thinking through. We do. We do we all do. of it. We talk about, because ultimately, that leads to when we're going through puberty and you're wearing makeup, at a young age, a lot of girls are wearing makeup because of the IG and the, you know, the social yeah. media influence. And so they're wearing the eyeliner, they're wearing the mascara, they're putting on light foundation. So we talk about being, keep cleaning your face That's so good. and what type of products are recommended for that sensitive mm-hmm. growing skin, as opposed mm-hmm. to you wearing mm. cosmetics that are for mm-hmm. more adults. So, yeah. That is so good. And of course, yeah. Mm. Now, is there someone where, okay, let's just say me. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) If I would like to purchase one of these bags so that, like, Mm -hmm. I could just have it on deck for my time, like, whether it be like when she's 10, 11, so it's already together. Mm -hmm. Is there a place where we could, like, purchase, like, a, you know, a toiletry bag. Yes, you can go to my website, justbebeautiful.org. Okay, so All right, yes. Here's the follow-up to that. If someone wants to sponsor a toiletry bag mm-hmm. for a young man or a young lady, mm-hmm. like, can they do that? They at can. Justbebeautiful.org they as can. well? Absolutely. All right, y'all. Take notes. We're putting it in the chat. And you can spell it out. It, it is literally how it sounds. Justbebeautiful.org. Just Mm-hmm. So no different spellings or anything, but we yeah, we'll put it in the chat so you have it, but so you can check it out. Justbebeautiful.org. I love it. So okay, before we because I literally I feel like we could we could go on. This is some good stuff. <laughs> Great stuff. Um, I wanna ask two things. Number one, what would you say are like your top three tips for uh parents that have children, either young young boys, young girls that are in or approaching that adolescence age, are there any tips that you would give them or recommendations or resources that you would share um, that they need to be looking at and mm-hmm. and and talking to their children about? Absolutely. Um, number one would be the the top tip I would say is definitely communication. Okay. Communication and not not being um, just pushing them and mm-hmm. not beating them over the head, but saying. And and being transparent in the communication, saying, mm-hmm. I went through this. Mm-hmm. Don't think that I haven't gone through this. Mm. So I want you to, or if, I, if you're a mom talking to a, your, the son, communication mm-hmm. being bringing, if the dad isn't there, bringing in someone who, who's a trusted mm-hmm. male mentor for your son to talk to him about going through puberty. Mm-hmm. The other, the second thing would be uh, the tips would be resources definitely you want to surround yourself with a lot of resources and one like i said kids dot uh, kidshealth.org is mm-hmm. some is a go-to for me and then i also go on to um, bullying.org that's mm-hmm. another thing bullying.org um on the is a great resource because it not only 
helps kids. It gives them tips on how to deal with the cyberbullying. Our kids go through it, regardless of mm-hmm. class, socioeconomic background. Mm-hmm. Bullying has no, doesn't have any type, any type that it affects. It mm-hmm. affects all colors, lines. Any, it, it affects all of us. Wow. So that would be the other thing I would say to parents. And the other thing, the third thing is to communicate with the school. Mm. Never be a mystery parent to the school. Because there are things that are happening at that school that you may not know about. Mm -hmm. Talk to the teacher. Mm -hmm. Talk to the counselor. Have them say, hey, look out for my kid. He's been or she's been um, displaying some things at home. I don't know if this coming out at school. She's getting ready to start her mm. cycle. I know it because I'm seeing some things. Mm. Can you please help me at school? Mm. If she comes on at, on at school, this is a kit. Keep this in the counselor's office. It's it. little things like that that we can do as parents to um, support our children. I love that. I love oh, yeah. That. My kids, school, they know who I am. Dallas, <laughs> <laughs> mama. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. <laughs> It is good. It is good. I was going to say, as a parent and a teacher, is there anything you want to add? Like, because that's, yeah. Um, it's true. If, if you were like me and your parents may not have had those intentional talks, like we did, like they gave me flowers, like mm-hmm. when I started and stuff like that and mm-hmm. said, here you go, this is what you need to do. <laughs> but I would say, when you know better, mm-hmm. do better. Mm-hmm. So try to do better for for your own kids Absolutely. and you have daughters mm-hmm. or or sons. Absolutely. Like try to be intentional. Mm-hmm. So that's what I, yeah. I would say. That's, that's good, good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then the only other thing I wanted to ask is: Are there any words of wisdom that you can provide for other uh, community leaders? Uh, small people that are, you know, desire to start their own nonprofit organization or just trying to make a positive impact in their community. Is there are there any tips or words of wisdom or resources you would recommend? So words of wisdom, I would say just with anyone, whether or not they're starting a, a nonprofit. But I, I always like to say we're not in silos. We're not on an island of ourselves. Mm-hmm. We have to come together. Wow. And when we see a need. We need to fulfill that need. We need to take care of that need. Even if it's not our blood, our child, mm. we really do need to get involved. And you don't have to do a grand scale, a broad yeah. scale, a large scale. One child at a time, one person at a time. Help them. Do something. Because we can complain all day, but getting involved helps mitigate the problem one child, one person at a time. I love that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So you have anything else for notable moments before we... Going. Um, uh, what do you see yourself doing in the next season of your life? Like, yes, you, that's a good one. Next, because you've done a lot. Mm-hmm. Teacher of the year, yes. <laughs> Speaker, everything. What's next? I, I, that's going to continue, and I think I had a typo in there. It's it's not ten books, but it's teen. Yeah, it teen. Oh, I was like, oh my goodness. That's, that's why. That's why I. That's why I, that's why I said she's. She's uh, making you write more books. Maybe, yeah, I was like, maybe I'll be. You got ten in, in you, so you need to. I do more. There you go. When you ask me what's on the horizon, that's mm-hmm. what it is. It's a um, the book now. You were asking me what I what can I say to parents, mm-hmm. and and so I'm writing a book. I love for that. Adults. 
because I've seen that we have grown mm. girls and grown boys who are making mistakes based off of what we were taught mm. when we were growing up by our parents. Wow. They did the best they knew how, but some of those things were misconceptions. Yeah. And so that's what my book is going to be about is to dispel misconceptions so we can drop our toxic past and make this life a better life for us going forward. And we're not, we're not continuing this um, cycle, mm. this, this um, dysfunctional cycle yep. with our kids and with, um, with our, in our relationships with people. So, so that's what I see on the horizon. And in the whole podcast, I definitely want that to take off to a point where it is impacting globally. I want, yes. I see myself bridging the gap and yes. working with people globally, working yes. with girls and women's groups across around the world. I love that. Mm-hmm. Cause it's so necessary that topic. I mean, like, yeah, we all could benefit from that mm-hmm. should benefit from that. Mm-hmm. So I love it. All right, shall we transition into noble character? <laughs> yes, Rita, we would love to recognize you as a woman of noble character. Yes. We typically like to recognize women who are inspiring others and doing something for their community. And you are doing just that. Mm-hmm. Um, just be beautiful. Your toiletry talks, all the different things that you're doing. You're impacting those girls and those boys that you're mentoring. And, you know, who knows what they're going to do when they grow up and how you're going to inspire even their kids. Yes. So you're touching lives. Um, so we just want to honor you today and say that you are a woman of noble character. Yes, Thank you, y'all. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Absolutely. I'm honored. Thank you. I receive it and I thank you so much. As you should. We are <laughs> we're just grateful for your contribution to, you know, the next generation. You are invested in, you know, making sure that this next generation is equipped that they are confident, that they are, you know, secure in who they are, who God created them to be, and yeah, just ready to take on the world. I so love I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Whew. Oh. Tell them about the retreat. Yes, the- absolutely. So we've been mentioning this a couple weeks now, y'all. If you haven't already, I will put in the chat a link for you to complete a survey. We want to hear from you. We want to know what type of events you would love to attend if BE sponsored something. Uh, We want to know about the show, what topics you like, what guests you like, what you don't like. You know, (laughs) we're trying to tailor this offering to meet your needs. So we want to hear from you. We will put the link in the chat for you to check it out. Let us know your thoughts. And yeah, just know we're here for you. Yes. And you have to check out our website. We have some new merch yes y'all now y'all i think i mentioned springtime is butterfly season for becoming eva okay so we've got water bottles we've got shirts we've got shirts and dresses we've got shoes y'all we got mugs (laughs) yes we've got mugs check it out because literally we have added just a, a wide range assortment of things for you to check out. So if you've been to our site before, go back because we got something different this time. And we want to get you ready for the spring and the summer. It's butterfly season over here. So <laughs> check us out at becomingevatoday.com. Again, that is becomingevatoday.com. And get you some merch. 
check your merch out. Yes, and join us next time as we close out our series on notable women. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Becoming Eva Today. We'll see you guys soon. See you soon. Don't forget to like us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Click subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to the podcast. Check us out at becomingevatoday.com or email us at becomingevatoday.com. See you next time. time.